listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. And now, here are tonight's hosts, Casey and SSF1991. Everyone, welcome to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. And no, there's no SSF 1991 tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's just me, KC, aka David. Uh, but uh, I have a very, very special guest with me tonight. So, uh, won't you join me in saying hello to Darren Wall? Hello, Darren. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. So, yeah, uh, if you're not familiar with the Sega Lounge, uh, why not? If this is your first time listening, uh, welcome. But, of course, if, you, if you're not familiar with the show, you can interact with us during the show. So, if you want to join us in the IRC chat room, just go to, uh, open your browser window, type in radiose.ga forward slash IRC, and then you're in. Don't forget to change your nickname so we know who you are and we can say hello. Or you can open your preferred IRC clients and access irc.surrealchat.net. That's our server. And the chat room is, of course, Radio Sega. So there's a way to interact with us. You can send us some questions for Darren if you want to. Uh, we will be talking about his work in a few seconds. Of course, you can also uh, mention Radio Sega on Twitter. So at Radio Sega, if you want to use the hashtag the Sega Lounge, uh, it would be appreciated because it would make my life easier. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of looking for mentions, I would just look for the, um, the hashtag. That would be easier, but of course, just at Radio Sega is enough as well. Anyway, uh, yeah, so if you're wondering why we have Darren Wall with us tonight, it's because you've probably been living under a rock. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, Darren, your book is quite famous among, among the, the Sega community, so we're talking about obviously the Sega Mega Drive Collected Works book. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, before we get into the book and how it all started and everything, uh, would you like to talk us a bit about yourself, uh, your history, um, professional history, what have you done in the past, so that people that sure. are not familiar with you get to know you better? Yeah, sure. But yeah, I guess I just appeared out of nowhere and, and kind of like asked Sega fans for money. But um, my background is in fit design for publishing. Um, I used to do book covers, I used to do, and used to do record covers, um, so I worked in publishing for about 10 years before going freelance, um, and then I started a company called Read Only Memory, which makes history books about video games, or high quality coffee table books, I suppose you'd call them, uh, and the Sega Mega Drive, Drive this Collected Work is our second publication. Yeah, so uh, the first one being the Sensible Software. 1986 That's right, yeah, it's a history of a, a British developer uh, called Sensible uh, Software, and we did a 65,000 words uh, biography art book, that's our first, um, first title, and then when we were making that, Sega approached us and asked us if we'd like to make a book for them, so that's how we came to do the Mega Drive book. 
Okay, so I thought it was the other way around. You you approached Sega, but no, Sega actually approached you, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, they approached us and asked us to put together an idea for a book. That was just it's a very broad, um, quite a broad uh, request, really. And I love the Mega Drive and, and grew up with it. And I kind of thought that it was the right kind of time for that uh, that kind of book to happen. I thought it was the, the best console to pick, really, to, to go and start off with. So we pitched the idea and we won. And I asked to make the book. Awesome. So, um, were you a Sega fan uh, prior to this contact with Sega? Yeah, yeah. So I had a Mega Drive when I was, um, I think I must have been 10 when I got it. I got it when it launched um, in the UK, 10 or 11. And um, yeah, it blew me away. It was it, Before I'd had um, computers, it was the first console I'd had. Uh, and it just hit me right at the right age, I think, where everything that you kind of imbibe culturally just means the world to you. Like, like Revenge of Shinobi and eSports and all of those kind of action-adventure games. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the console that I have the strongest kind of emotional attachment to, I think. Yeah, same here, I think. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, I think my, my first console, so my first actual console. And it's still yeah, cool. same. Yeah, it has a very special place in my heart. Um, yeah, so uh, it's interesting because uh, you weren't the only one pitching your idea to Sega, apparently. Uh, no, I believe there was another company. I've never known who it was, but yeah, there was another company. So we just decided to pitch for something that I knew I could do really well because I kind of really sort of felt very strongly about the console and I kind of knew what I wanted the book to be, if you see what I mean. So yeah. we just thought that would be the strongest thing to go for. Um, so yeah, yeah, well, there were other companies involved. Yeah, no one cares who they are because they lost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a very kind person. Um, yeah. So how long was the whole process uh, between pitching your ID to Sega and the book coming out? How long did it all take? Yeah, so we uh, first we first spoke to Sega when we were doing a Kickstarter for the first book. So this was two years ago, um, and we agreed upon the principle of the book and what it would be. Um, and we started to research with Sega of Japan. So they kind of looked at their archives and um, put us in touch with lots of developers and, and kind of started to kind of get in touch with people themselves so they could get the best quality material for the book. Uh, and then we, we probably started work on it after the Sensible book. So um, that was last November, in fact, that was a year ago. Um, so it's been a year of solid work, about sort of four or five months beforehand, just kind of research and commissioning the writers and kind of setting everything up, really. So, um, yeah, kind of a rough estimate of 12 to 16 months. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, actually, it was a, a very quick process, actually. Uh, from yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I come from a background of doing... Um, of working in books so I kind of wasn't daunted at the fact that I knew that these kind of books take a lot of time like kind of art books especially things that involve research yeah. and, and kind of finding stuff that you might not even know exists and, and just trying to find things you know we've got the Neptune in there and that took a really long time to track down fish storage and to graph we've got box in there that we had to track down and find from collectors so you know that stuff takes time so yeah we were kind of patient and um, it was really cool that everyone on Kickstarter kind of understood and we could show them what we were doing on the way because yeah these books these books are big but yeah it's, it's really fun to put together but um, 
yeah, you kind of live in the book so. for a really long time. Yeah, but I actually think it, it was a, a pretty quick process. I, I, I'd imagine a book this big and with this, this much content would take longer to develop, to make, uh, at, at least from my perspective. I never worked in, in bookmaking, so I, I have no <laughs> clue, but, uh, but I, I think yeah. this, uh, this big of a project would take longer to, to, to come true. Yeah, to be honest, it could have gone on for another year, I think. You know, we could have tried to find Oxo, we could have tried to find more stuff, interview more people. It, it kind of had to just be sort of stopped and, and published, I think, because it could have gone on forever and we could do more volumes, really. Um, yeah, so it was just a kind of understanding that we, you know, we promised to do a book and we got it to us that we were really, really proud of. Um, and then published it, but there's always going to be kind of, you know, since I've kind of found a piece of box art the other day and I was like, oh man, I wish I could have got that in the book. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's the reality of, you know, we promised we'd the book and we wanted to get it out to the fans and yeah, so we did it. Um, you, could, you could infinitely make it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome, it's awesome. Uh, so uh, what was the, the original concept behind the book? When you pitched your idea to Sega, what were you aiming for? And uh, it... Is there are there any major differences between the final product and your original idea? Things you had to um, change, things you had to add. I don't know any differences between your original idea and the final product. Yeah, I think um, I didn't. So in the book, um, it's a big art book, and we've got a history of, of, of the Sega really of their kind of ascension during the, the 1990s and in, in America, kind of led by the Americans. Um, and I always imagined we'd have considerable written content, but I thought it would be really, really visual, the book. Um, mm -hmm. And in the, in the end, we ended up interviewing 28 developers, most of them Japanese who hadn't spoken before. And we were going to kind of work the comments into a written history and maybe they'd say a few words. And in the end, we decided that the interviews were so poor and these kind of people hadn't really spoken at length ever before, some of them. Like the, the guy who designed the, who, who was part of the team who designed the Mega Drive casing, um, one of the product designers who worked on the motherboard and the architect of the unit. Um, it kind of, it seemed um, a shame to cut them down and just use individual quotes. So we decided to invent this part of the back of the book, which is a 80 page one color section in, in bright blue which is just this interview directory. We just let the interviews, we edited them, edited them down a little bit, but they, they speak length. Um, so it's kind of like, almost like an academic reference, really. Um, so that, we didn't imagine doing that. And obviously that was quite time consuming as well. Um, so we kind of tripled the word count <laughs> um, quite early when we realized we were going to do that. No, that wasn't part of the pitch to Sega, but I think they were really pleased that we kind of um, showcased a lot of their talent at the time who, who hadn't really kind of even been mentioned other than by name before. So that, yeah. that was really fun to do. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think it's, uh, as, you, as you know, um, I, I, I mentioned this to you, but not to the audience. I was one of the Kickstarter backers, but I haven't got my book yet. Uh, yes, yes. in Portugal, and for some reason, I think our postal services are crap or something. Yeah, I was going to ask you about postal services, yeah. Yeah, not, not sure, not sure what, what happened, but yeah. We'll I, I, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen, I actually, uh, before the show started, I went to the Kickstarter page, 
and looked at the, the comment section and a few people from Portugal uh, got their books oh, last wrong. week so I'm kind of okay sad. that's good sir okay we had a few problems with getting them to Russia <laughs> um, and there's yeah uh, they've but been really slow getting to Spain for some I'm reason so we've been Russia. constantly speaking to customers and, and trying to make sure they get their books and they're really slowly turning up and uh, one guy said that he went to the post and they said that they had it for like two weeks or something like that to just kind of really? track them down and get them to people not sure what's happening but yeah I'm, I'm eagerly waiting for the book to arrive here but um, actually we thought about post postponing the, the interview for another week or so but actually I, I thought this would be interesting because uh, I'm all for promoting other people's works and I think this book is amazing Uh, so uh, maybe we could do this uh, from the perspective of the listeners who haven't backed the project and are thinking of yeah. adding the book. So maybe we can interest them, interest them in, in the book. And since I haven't got the book yet and I haven't, I refuse to look at uh, those other podcasts and shows that have uh, talked about the book because I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, spoilers, right? Yeah, no, no spoilers. So yeah, I want to, I want to get a fresh look at it when it, when it, when it arrives here. Yeah. But yeah maybe We deliberately haven't been sharing uh, unboxing videos on Twitter because the kind of people are waiting to get yeah. still. Like, yeah. People, I new know, people buying them. Kind of like, bits, I'd like to show you a bit of it, but I kind of need to open it and discover it. And yeah, because exactly. that's quite fun. Exactly. So yeah. But maybe we can um, share uh, your passion for the book uh, with the listeners that haven't yet uh, backed the yeah. project, haven't yet bought the book, so um, in, in a nutshell, um, can you sum up the, the content of the book for anyone that doesn't uh, yet know about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our approach to the book uh, was, there was an exhibition at, um, say, MoMA in New York or the Tate in London or something like that about the Mega Drive, the best exhibition. This would be the definitive book to buy on your back in the, in the gallery bookshop. So it's extremely high production. Uh, we've, we've tried to spend more expense with the finishing the paper um, and the binding of the book. Um, so it's a real coffee table book, basically. It's got a real... In fact, it's exactly the same size as the original uh, Mega Drive. Um, and it's a mixture of... Um, history and work. We've gatefold pages open up that show different documents from the Sega archives. We've got um, previously unseen production artwork for hardware, unseen controllers, uh, the VR headset, uh, and then we get into the game for box art, which um, as no, some of us have never been seen before without any of the graphic design on top of it. We've got interviews with developers, as I've said. We've got a forward by David Perry, who worked on Aladdin, obviously, yeah. uh, and Earth One Bim. Uh, and we've just got kind of, uh, we've archived a lot of artwork. So from the game, we've got uh, the name backgrounds, all of them numbered with references with the names of the sprites, the characters, the bosses, in all the different territories' names. So they're not kind of academic reference in a way, but hopefully it's got this kind of poppy. Um, immersive feel that you can just kind of get lost in so it, it, it does kind of feel like walking around an exhibition there's like a room if you like a room in inverted commas with all of the kind of game art in and then there's a room with developers in doing a talk uh, we wanted to have a kind of um, we wanted to kind of encapsulate it culturally uh, and, and not just kind of you know here's some screenshots here's some art and you know, here's the 
Genesis does commercial. It's been more definitive than that, um, and, and really try and show off what a book can be um, as an object. So we know how much that. Uh, there's actually a great line in the essay about how much Sega fans fetishised the hardware uh, and how beautiful the hardware was and how deliberately it was designed to be an adult thing. And we've tried to make the, the book just as sexy and cool and sleek and black and attractive and an adult, it, 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 I suppose, really as, as, a, as a console. So hopefully, it's, um, hopefully it really embodies that Sega feel because I, you're saying you grew up with it and I wanted it to feel like a Tiger product basically and, and, and kind of embody that Awesome, yeah I, I still to this day think the Mega Drive is one of the sexiest consoles ever Absolutely, okay. I totally agree ever. Yeah. I, uh, Especially Model 1 that's the one I yes. have and yeah, my favorite but yeah So, um, I think you also have some uh, A1-sized drawings uh, of the prototypes or something? Yeah, so we uh, one of the kind of showcase um, images in the book is the hand-drawn plan for the top case, and it's exactly what we were just talking about, the, mm -hmm. the Model 1 Asian model, the one with the big gold 16-bit on with the circular cartridge surround. Um, and this was a, an amazing find. Sega of Japan found it quite early on, and then kind of brittle beautiful drawings um, and it's, it's I think that they're all hand-drawn but it's just on the cusp of these things becoming digital um, and so we decided we spoke to Sega about doing their product which was an A1 replica um, so we printed three inks on the semi-transparent paper and it's an exact replica of the original drawing uh, and we're selling it on our site so it's 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 cool to do something that almost feels like again it's kind of like an art gallery product it, it's a replica it's an addition um, so yeah we've done another kind of high quality product to go along with it so you can you know you can see all the notes about how it's put together um, yeah so hopefully it's, kind of, it, it's a taste of that kind of look around Sega's Japanese archive um, as well so yeah that, that's that's a really cool product product but yeah. uh, my eyes kind of came out on stalks when I first saw it so <laughs> we knew we had to do something with it basically awesome, awesome. yeah I think I think the, the final product will please every Sega fan around here so Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm one, so we, yeah. we spent a lot of time <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's that's one of the reasons the book is so good because uh, when uh, the person behind it is a fan of the, the product, I think it shows uh, in, in his work. So if you're a fan of the Mega Drive, it will show on your book. I think that's one of the reasons yeah, why the so. book is is being so praised and everyone is enjoying it so much. Yeah, I'm really pleased with the feedback, really pleased. I was terribly nervous about <laughs> releasing it because of how much it meant to me. I knew that there'd be people that it meant a lot more to as well. So it's, it's so nice to have the lovely feedback and the people really kind of get it and they kind of share your passion with so many people who you've never met. It's quite an quite a unreal feeling and it's it's really lovely to have all the, the cool reviews and nice comments. Now. And you know how unforgiving Sega fans can be, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough community, so especially yeah, the yeah, it's community, good. but yeah, it makes you up your game. But yeah, <laughs> so it, it's uh, it, it's hard. This is not Sonic Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, yes. Yeah. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, one question: Why why did you um, use Kickstarter? Why did you go to Kickstarter to get funding for the book? Was it? Oh yes, yeah, so Sega's decision. How did it work? 
so I, yeah we proposed it um we could have done a book without kickstarter but it, it it wouldn't have it would we wouldn't have been able to afford to print it to the to the level of luxury we have um mm-hmm. and I, I kind of thought they'd be quite uncertain about doing that but they were completely behind it um when we proposed what we wanted to do um seemed to put a lot of trust in us and they just went ahead with it I, I thought they'd say no to be honest um, but the response was so cool and a lot of people commenting on the Kickstarter I noticed that this is so cool that Sega had let this happen um, uh, and you know I was surprised as well um, so yeah I was really really pleased by that I thought that was very cool and from doing the Kickstarter we were put in touch with people like Tom Kalinske and Nakayama and, and these kind of uh, big shot Sega people who we didn't previously have contact with so it, it was you know there was no downside whatsoever we, the book became bigger we, we made a lot more money than we wanted to or that we that we said we wanted and it allowed us to make the book physically bigger use better materials and we had all you know loads of people helped out so yeah it was amazing and I'd love to do it again if we did another Sega book or any book yeah so you heard it first here folks uh, collected Works Volume 2 coming soon to Kickstarter. Yeah, 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 confirmed, <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this this helps the case uh, of some Sega fans. Um, I won't say which Sega fans. Shenmue, uh, who want Sega to use Kickstarter to. Um, to make Shenmue 3. Yeah, to make Shenmue 3. So I think that this actually makes a good point in their favor because. Uh, how many people backed your project? I'm not sure. Ooh, if you know. uh, it was like two and a half thousand or something like that. Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot. That's a lot. So apparently, there's a Sega fandom out there, and they want some. Yeah, well, I kind of love that. Yeah, there's a lot of. I think the Shenmue Three stuff happened while we were running the Kickstarter as well. So um, I think a lot of people use it as an example to say this will work, basically. Yeah. Um, so you don't know. I know, I know Suzuki wants to, but I don't know what's, you know, there's probably lots of complicated things going on as well that um, make it happen more slowly. I'm sure it will happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it'll happen one day. I'm not too confident yeah. about it, but I, I would really love to, to see the game happen, but not really <laughs> uh, holding my breath on that one because, yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard. It's, it's <laughs> there's a little bit of Shenmue in the book as well. We, we spoke to you, Suzuki. And we couldn't resist asking him some Shenmue questions because you know, we didn't have, we would do another book or anything like that because so we knew it, it kind of defined him so there is some Shenmue in a Mega Drive book probably awesome awesome so Shenmue fans <laughs> this is a good incentive yeah, yeah. to get the book yeah. <laughs> um, so you actually I was looking at Twitter the other day and uh, there was a fun thing that happened with Yozuki Yokunari from Sega of Japan so apparently you didn't even know but he was the one that um, I was some of the just interviews received. right with people from Sega of Japan Okunari-san and I think hello I think I've we've lost Terran hmm technical issues hello Hello. Hello. 
Oh, you're ah, back. You're back. You're back. We lost you. Sorry. A bit. My terrible connection. It's, um, it's okay. I don't know what, you, what point oh, you I heard. Was, I was talking um, about yes, uh, he revealed Steve that Clary. he would have been heavily involved in the project, but yeah. he'd never been mentioned by name the whole time. They, they were very professional. They just kind of sent us the information. Um, so, so he actually was the kind of producer of the book in Japan. Oh, nice. Nice. So that's a, a nice little surprise for you as well. It was great. Also, he seemed really pleased with it as well, which was like amazing. Like um, following him and knowing, you know, knowing of him for ages, and then suddenly he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I helped you make your book." I was like, <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> but he was, he was like promoting yeah. the book, right? He was uh, tweeting the the link for for the website and everything. Yeah, so. and then Naka as well tweeted the same day, and it was oh, really? you know. The 11 year old me was jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, apart from Okunari san, uh, what other people would you say were key contributors to the, the, the project, to the book? Any, per, any people that you'd like to mention individually that you think? Uh, well, uh, I'd definitely like to mention Keith Stewart, who's a, who, who wrote the book, essentially, and kind of set the editorial voice for it. Keith is the um, editor of the, the Guardian Games blog and um, is, is kind of like a, a, a freelance kind of personality here as, as well in the UK. Uh, and I approached him purely because I liked his writing and it kind of seemed right for the book, the style that I wanted. I kind of wanted it to have a rolling stone, you know, big sweeping article feel. Uh, and it turned out that he... Um, his, his dad bought him a Mega Drive and it was this kind of moment in his life and he just, you know, he, he also loved the Mega Drive. So, um, yeah, I'd like to shout out to Keith because he, he did a, such a fantastic job with it and um, yeah, I think he was really terrified about putting the book out there to all the Mega Drive fans and knowing what it meant to everybody. Um, yeah. And there, there was a really good response about his writing um, and, and we're really pleased with that. Like We, we knew we were making an art book um, and we knew that I really wanted the writing, the editorial side to be really, really, really strong as well. Um, so Keith really pulled that off. You know, I'm just a designer. So um, kind of editorial kind of skills were just purely about what we curated as the book. But Keith was the one who made it credible, I think. And um, yeah, so big props to Keith. Okay, so big props to Keith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, uh, just a quick side note. Uh, I, before the show started, I asked people, since it's Thanksgiving in America, America, uh, <laughs> I asked people what they're thankful uh, to Sega for. Oh, very so, cool. Uh, <laughs> and since we were talking about Shenmue, uh, one of our uh, regular listeners... Uh, <laughs> Save Shenmue said, I'm thankful for Se to Sega for Dreamcast's death, for Shenmue series Cliffhanger, and for No Yakuza 5 or 0 on the West. Uh, <laughs> that's harsh. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Grace Gaming, at Mr. Grace Gaming on Twitter said, I'll be thankful for either new or remastered Shenmue, or Sega coming back into the fold with the Dreamcast 2. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's so, lots of strong feelings there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's yeah. why the Sega community is awesome. Uh, Actually, speaking of that, um, because Sega helped helped us to promote the book the other day. The, the Sega, the Twitter official Sega Twitter account and Facebook account um, helped us spread the word about the book and the poster. Um, and for a moment, we suddenly got a sense of what it was like to be Sega on social media. 
um, because we were copied in on all of the replies and all of it was just when Shenmue coming out when are you going to watch Dreamcast <laughs> so just constantly and I was like oh man it's tough yeah it's if you if you go to the Sega blog every time they, yeah. they mention anything at all a new game uh, anything all the comments are like yeah when's Shenmue 3 coming out when's uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 coming out yeah so it, it, yeah, yeah. it's hard to be a yeah I know. oh man that's tough yeah. no one's listening <laughs> yeah, we we sometimes uh, criticize the community managers at Sega, and but, but it's really not a, an easy job. Uh, by no, no means, it sounds like it. We yeah. really are a, a tough fandom, a tough community to handle. So yeah, well, we're passionate. We're passionate. We were raised <laughs> yeah. on some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big props to the community managers, Kelly Parker <laughs> and Julian. Yeah, they're they're awesome people. Anyway, cool. uh, coming back to the book, and since we uh, you're you have some some place to go before we mm -hmm. we end this, let me just ask a couple of more questions. Um, some of the hardest sure. things to to cover on the book, or some of the hardest interviews to get on the book. Which oh yeah, d difficult things to track down and there. people to track down. Um, there was the uh, creative director of Treasure, obviously Gunstar Heroes and Dynamite Heady, mm -hmm. um, and Alien Soldier as well. Actually, um, were kind of huge Mega Drive titles, and and he hasn't done a lot of interviews, and, and we managed to speak to him, um, which I was really excited about. Um, and then in terms of we, we weren't sure if we were going to get hold of Eugene Naka, and then Eugene Naka gave us a great interview. Um, and then in terms of difficult things to track down. Um, Sonic artwork was actually incredibly difficult to track down the kind of the American um, uh, Greg Martin stuff uh, we tracked that down really really late in the process and then we managed to find the original paintings and we got to go and shoot them and so we've got you know fantastic quality in the book they're bigger and sort of more detail than they've ever been printed before so that was a bit of a worry for a while because you know we really wanted to have a lot of sonic stuff in there um things just kind of popped up as we worked along really the the streets of rage design document that we've got in the book popped up quite late um we just kind of i think we we didn't have any design documents and i was really keen to get some in there and i kind of asked sega to have another look and they just came back and said oh wait we found this streets of rage document um I don't know if it was misfiled or something like that. So there were these things that popped up um, kind of late on, and, and that's why it was kind of, I think we were like two months later than we said we'd be, just because we wanted to kind of pad all this stuff in. So, you know, as I said, we could probably keep looking and find more stuff now. But um, yeah, everyone was really excited about it. So people were very happy to talk. Um, and Hayo Nakayama as well, I never thought we would have got to speak to him, but we did directly sort of interview him over a period of months, really. He was very happy to talk um so yeah it was a it was, i think once we'd done the kickstarter and people saw the level of enthusiasm and excitement about it we suddenly could go to people and say do you want to be involved we were suddenly not some fans we were doing a proper official sega thing and i think that helped yeah yeah any any uh, music composers or something that you were able to interview or something uh well, I mean, it's, it's probably the most obvious thing in the world to say that I'm a huge Yuzo Koshiro fan. So, yeah, um, getting, yeah. <laughs> uh, getting him to speak was, was very cool. And, and also, we let him speak really technically in the book. He, he just kind of talks about programming languages and uh, coding and equipment. And 
I kind of thought this interview is for the hardcore fans. This is just people who want to nerd out on all of the technical stuff. We're not going to let him. So we didn't want to dumb it down. So I didn't really understand a lot of the stuff we were talking about. And we got a professional <laughs> video game musician to check it all and go, is that correct? And he was like, yeah, that's correct. Um, so yeah, we wanted it to be hyper technical because, you know, if someone was talking about graphic design or whatever, I'd, I'd want it to be as detailed as possible. So hopefully people like the user can share interview. Yeah, awesome. I think they will because yeah, it's Yuzo Koshiro. Everyone loves Koshiro. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Or as I as I call him, Koshiro. For some reason, I think I think his his name is like a the name of a, like a special a, a, a karate move or something. Yeah, couple uh, is. Yeah, Koshiro. An emotional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, or I'm just silly. Yeah, probably that. Um, <laughs> while researching for the book, were there any surprising things you discovered? Anything that blew your mind while you were researching? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, anything, anything that I hadn't seen before because I trailed the internet. I mean, there's the Japanese um, uh, consumer history book. I don't know if you got that. Um, and there was also a book called Continue in Japan. Uh, and there was, you know, there's bits of kind of development artwork floating around for Comic Zone and Sonic on the, on the internet. But any time that we saw something we hadn't seen before, it was like, oh my God. And, you know, there's all these kind of scribbly notes and uh, design document. The Streets of Rage one particularly, because it was like a 40, 50 page document basically showing how they made Streets of Rage and all of the things that didn't go into it. Um, But in terms of big surprises, I, I really liked people talking in the interviews uh, and the essay. In fact, the essay opens with Shinobi Tuoda talking about um, the fact that Sega lied about their market share um, because <laughs> Nintendo had such a huge market share. They had to at least kind of look like they were performing when they had the master system, and they, and they really weren't. So people, you know, enough times passed now that people are being really, really honest about boardroom confrontations and arguments things out and things went wrong with the 32x when things went wrong with the mega cd it's water under the bridge now so people were very open to talk about that stuff in a way that i didn't expect them to be so it felt quite cathartic for people so it's quite funny now to read that you know the 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 essay is full of um amazing stuff and also you know just the company experimenting they had so much money they were working on the VR stuff um so yeah i think the honesty of people was the thing that surprised me most yeah yeah i think so yeah i think this this could be uh, i have a um an expression i use the term uh, seg education uh, that i use on on the show uh, whenever we learn something about sega it's seg education so i think yeah. this, this book is very seg educational Uh, so even if you're not a 30-year-old like, like me and you didn't grow up with the Mega Drive, I think even if you're an 18-year-old or 18-year-old or 15-year-old and you're, you'd like to know more about the history of Sega, I think this book would be a, a good way to, to start. Uh, it, yeah, I hope so. I hope yeah, so. Yeah. I'd really love to see a book on the, the Master System and the Saturn and the Dreamcast. That would be awesome. Ah, yeah, yeah. Do you think there'd be uh, an interest in the Saturn book yeah, uh, as yeah, much yeah. as I something like the Dreamcast? Yeah, the, the yeah. Saturn and Dreamcast connecting the final three consoles together would yeah. be interesting to see. I think, uh, especially since the Saturn turned 20 this year, so last week. Yeah, or so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, an interesting thing to do, I think. Yeah. I'd love to do a series, so we'll see. So, 
first on Radio Sega. There's a certain game. Yeah, it was Bruce exclusive, Cameron. right? I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah. I'd like to do it. <laughs> Sega. Yeah, yeah listen to listening. Us. Listen to us. Listen to this man. Yeah. Well, uh, Darren, you have some place to go. But uh, before we, I let you go, we have a surprise. Before that, though, you picked four tracks, four Sega tracks to play on the show. As usual, our guests picked the music. So before we, um, I tell you what the surprise is, I think our listeners mm-hmm. know what the surprise is. But before I tell you, uh, we'll play one of those tracks. So we'll return in two and a half minutes after we play Chinatown, The Revenge. Oh, Hobby. brilliant. Thank you. It's an awesome track. So uh, The whole soundtrack, of course. Koshiro! So. <laughs> so we'll be right back with more uh, with Darren Wall, of course. Go anywhere. Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. And we're back. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. So, uh, we just heard Chinatown from The Revenge of Shinobi, which is an awesome track by Yuzu Kushiro. 
and it was picked by Darren Wall, this week's special guest on the Sega Lounge. Well, uh, I promised Darren a surprise. Uh, <laughs> are you excited, Darren? <laughs> I hope you're excited. Uh, and I hope I'm excited, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hope you are. Uh, if you're not uh, take, uh, paying attention to Twitter, you don't know what the surprise is yet. I just tweeted oh, about it. Uh, <laughs> it's the Sega Lounge Challenge! <clears throat> yes. Uh, <laughs> so before that, bef and to get you in the mood for the Sega Lounge Challenge, uh, mm -hmm. I think we should play the intro. So take a uh, listen to the Sega Lounge Challenge intro. Let's okay. close the music to create uh, an ambience. And kind of like mood. Let's do this. Now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. So, yeah... <laughs> Wow, that was uh, amazing. <laughs> that's kind of creepy. Yeah, that's that was James <laughs> Earl Jones. Um, <laughs> you got him, or, or probably not, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, welcome, Darren, to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Uh, what is okay. the Sega Lounge Challenge? It's it's a little game we do with our guests. It can be anything. So tonight we're doing a new game. We haven't done, and Pen just fell. From nowhere. Oh no. Okay. Um, uh, no. It's a ghost. Um, <laughs> or maybe, yeah, I, I just went to see Interstellar last night, so maybe it's. Oh, it's all about it? pens, isn't it? Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah, so maybe it's uh, my dad behind the yeah, bookshelf. Yeah, your dad trapped stuff. in a bookcase. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. spoilers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, some people are, are listening to us right now in what? Going. <laughs> What's he talking about? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we we have a new game for you tonight. So let's put the music back on. The game is called Where Have I Heard This Before? Oh, cool. So we have uh, 10 tracks. You don't have to play them all, but you can uh, pick uh, a name from a uh, number from 1 to 10. And I'll pay, play uh, a quick uh, 15 to 25 second long uh, music clip. Okay. And you'll have to guess uh, which Mega Drive game clip is from. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. So you you think you know everything about the Mega Drive? Do you? Do you really? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. Not sure, but yeah. For okay. For where it's worth, you said. Um, so yeah, so it's it's simple, I think. Uh, extra kudos if you guess the track name or the track title or stage okay. uh, it's from but uh, you just need to guess the game so are you ready okay. I'm ready do you want to pick a number from what okay uh, let's go with uh, six for 16 bit okay so let's play number six take a good listen to this one
Yep. That's it. Okay, Koshiro. Koshiro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Streets of Rage. Um, it's not so straight. Um, oh, it's, uh, it's an exciting title. I, I think it's the, the, the first level. Um, I'm afraid I can't remember the title. So Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage two or three? Uh, ooh. You say one, two, or three? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's one. Mm-hmm. Is that right? It's Streets of Rage 2, but yeah. Oh, it's damn, okay. You, you got series uh, right, so I think you, you deserve uh, yeah, a point <laughs> for that. So, yeah. Oh, wow, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. One up. Um, We've got half a point. You wanna, yeah, maybe half a point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pick another number. So. Uh, so another number? Another number. One. Okay, okay for one, because that's the other half of 16. Okay, maybe this is the hardest one. Not sure. Let's let's take a listen to number one. So, by the way, the wow. first one was Dreamer from Streets of Rage 2. Dreamer, right, yeah. yes. So, this one. Hey, I don't know that one. That one's very cool, though. I think, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at a complete loss. I, I think Should this, I guess? this is the, the hardest one. So, okay. Do you want to take a guess? Um, uh, okay, it sounds, it sounds quite kind of... Um, maybe like a kind of... A shoot 'em up or, or an RPG, I'm thinking... I'm going to guess it, uh, Jainuke, do you know that shooter? Uh, actually, I don't. Okay, well, I must uh, be wrong then. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> if I don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh -uh. It's Pulseman. Oh, yeah. oh right, that is, that is so difficult. It's got an, an awesome soundtrack, actually. Yeah, that's later, great. I think, but yeah. Uh, this was Stereo Protect, Stage 2-1 from Pulseman. Yeah, so it was, I think, the hardest one in the batch. Want to try yeah. another one? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, let's go with number five. Number five. Nice pick. Let's take a listen. I feel like I'm on Funkatron. <laughs> that's uh, that's Tajamanel. I think that's just the music, all of the music to Tajamanel. Yeah, it's actually about everything about the same, but yeah, it's it's great. It's Tojemin from Tojemin Earl, of course. So yeah, you get a point for that. Yay! And you get <laughs> you get a, a nice sound effect as well. <laughs> Yay. All right. All right. So now I'm cooking. Hmm. Another one. Sure. Let's do it. So, um, let's go for number two. Number two. Hmm. I think this one's an easy one. Let's see uh, if I can get it to play. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. 
Well, that's the theme tune to Seinfeld. Sorry? That's the theme tune to Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, yes. It does, isn't it? It's the most 90s thing I've ever heard. I think, uh, um, uh, I think a few people have mentioned that, actually, already. It's very cool. Um, I'm, I don't know that one. I, I'm stumped, and I, I hold my hands up. I don't know that one. Hmm. I thought this was an easy one, actually. Yeah? What was this one? Easy. So this one's uh, Sonic Spinball. Actually. Ah, never yeah, played Spinball. Cave, yeah, uh, the Spinball's first, a blind spot. First stage, Toxic Caves. So, yeah. Cool. I think we, I think we, need, we need another one. because We, we do, we do. Um, we do. Number nine? Uh, nice one, nice one. Let's let's okay. take a listen to number nine. Okay, number nine, and it's just started raining. Like oh crazy. God. Uh, yeah, so this one, this one is an interesting one. You, you actually mentioned yeah, okay. this game. Uh, I, I, again. You mentioned this game uh, during the interview. Just Did I? Clue. Oh, okay. Is this Gunstar Heroes? Exactly. Gunstar Heroes. Yeah. Empire oh, Final that's Assault. Good. Thanks for the help. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one last one. <laughs> Hey, why not? Um, let's go to number three. Number three, okay, I think this is uh, the easiest one. Let's take a listen. Hey, so that's Sonic. That's Sonic. Now, is that is that Sonic One Springyard Zone? Close no. enough. No. Yeah, um, it's Sonic Two Chemical Plant Zone. <laughs> but you got, you, you got the, the, the series right. Yes, so. I've been playing that on iOS recently. Okay, so I, I picked this one because um, it was Sonic Tuesday. Uh, this this Monday actually, uh, yeah. the 22nd anniversary of Sonic Two, and uh, yes, yeah, Sonic Tuesday. Yes, and um, and for some reason we just got disconnected. Uh, okay, we're by, we're back on the air. Hello. Uh, Great chat. I was saying yeah, and uh, people. I asked people. Uh, I have another show on every Monday. We just take a sub forty countdown and asked people what their favorite Sonic level, the Sonic Two level was, and I think uh, most people said Chemical Plant Zone. So I thought this one would be an easy one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I think I understand that Chemical Plant Zone was supposed to be the last zone in the whole game, and then they at the last minute moved it to I believe it's the second zone. Is that right? Yeah, the second one. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just an incredible you know, an incredible environment. It's just a, basically a playground for Sonic. It's one of the best design zones, I think, yeah, for Sonic I to just so. I think so. go extremely fast in. I, I can see it being the, 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 the final zone, though. Yeah, the, the whole chemical plant and stuff. Yeah, I think it would be interesting. Yeah, it, yeah. When, when when you read that, you do kind of 
get you know because it's like the scrap brain zone but with the the added speed and the tricks it makes sense but i guess they realized it was so good they had to have it at the start of the game so <laughs> yeah yeah actually actually it's one of the the most loved tracks on the game i think and on the whole series i think people love chemical plant song it's one of yeah. the most remix tracks by the community so can't go anywhere without finding oh. uh, chemical plant remix that in Green Hill Zone, probably. Yes. So yeah, this was the Sega Lounge Challenge, and I think it's safe to say that you get the, the Sega Lounge uh, seal of approval. Yes, uh, which is an imaginary thing we just invented. I did okay. Yeah, but you did okay. Yeah, you did okay. Uh, and I, I did think, okay. I think this this uh, <laughs> this game is is a good one. We need to try it again with another guest sometime. So. Uh, <laughs> Where have I heard this before? <laughs> it's a, it's a nice game. Sigurd, <laughs> thank you so much for for coming on the Sega Lounge. I know you have somewhere to be. So before we go, just uh, do you want to tell people who haven't heard about the book or who just heard about the book and want to uh, buy it? Where can they find the book? Where can they get it from? Yeah, so we're shipping now from the Read Only Memory website, which is readonlymemory.vg. Um, we're shipping worldwide. We send it very nicely packaged. So wherever you live in the world, it'll arrive pristine and very soon. Awesome. So people, get on it. How um, how much does it cost, by the way? Uh, it's £35. Yeah, not that much for an excellent quality book. So get on it. Go to the Read Only yeah, Memory so. website since... Get the book. I'm waiting anxiously for my for my copy to arrive. It will, yeah, we'll put it you will yeah, arrive any day now, and I'll send you a tweet <laughs> with a picture of the book when I have it. So yeah, Darren, anything else you'd like to mention to add to to this little show of ours? Uh, apparently, I'm cutting out. Hmm. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. You got it. He is really awful, so maybe that's why we're getting cut off. But I was uh, actually asking if you would like to add anything to the, the show, to the interview, anything else you'd like to say to the fans. Feel free to. Um, yeah, just, um, I guess I'd like to thank the fans, anybody who's listening, who backed the project, who, who bought the book and got in touch with us. Um, it really, really means a lot that you that you all really like it. I mean, I know that's kind of like a, a slightly obvious thing to say, but I, we, we kind of put our heart and soul into the book and we basically didn't leave the house for a year to make this book happen. And it means a lot to me. The Mega Drive means a lot to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really pleased you like it. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So that, that, that's what I'd like to say. Awesome. Yeah. And whoever doesn't have the book yet or didn't get the book yet, didn't buy the book, go buy it. What are you waiting for? Yes, please. Yes, yes I hope you like it. Yeah, that would that would be helpful as well. So, <laughs> uh, go buy the book. <laughs> yes, uh, Darren, thank you very much for coming on the Sega Lounge. Uh, it's been no great. problem. Thank you for having me. I hope to have you on the show soon to talk about the Saturn yeah. game, the Saturn book, actually. It's the, the collector. Yeah, right. The Shenmue book. Sega Saturn <laughs> or the Shenmue book? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah, I'd love to come back on. Yeah, especially for the challenge. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah, I need to talk uh, my score. Harder one next time. Yes. Yeah. I'll leave you with one last thought. A tweet I just got on the Radio Sega account. I'm thankful that one day Sega will stop making Sonic games. And. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, yeah, there is again. Uh, yeah, people are, are really passionate about about uh, this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> yes. So with that, with that uh, warm thought, uh, we'll uh, leave Darren to go to his uh, other commitments, and we'll be back uh, with the interview we recorded last night with DJ Ear, director of the Sound of the Sonic Stadium album 2014. But before that, we'll play a couple more of Darren's picks. We'll play Moon Beach from Streets of Rage and then Turtle Village from Golden Axe. So thank you Fantastic. very much, Darren. And see you soon. Take care. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
You're listening to the Sega Lounge with SSF 1991 Donnie. and KC only on Radio Sega.
So welcome to the show, America. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show, America. <laughs> it's great to be here. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah. Pies, freedom for everybody. Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys, if you're wondering uh, who we're talking to, we're talking to America, uh, also known as DJ Ear. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Sega Lounge. Uh, yeah. And we hey, just started up, recording this. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys are wondering why DJ Ear is, is on the show... Uh, America. Yeah, America, because it's fan- uh, Thanksgiving in America, so we thought we'd, we'd bring America along to to have a chat. And talk about <laughs> ham and turkey and... Turkey, and, turkey. Yeah. Turkey! And the Turduncan. Have you ever had a Turduncan? What the hell is that? You don't know what a Turduncan is? <laughs> it's okay. Portugal. Um, okay, so a, tur- a turduncan, it's it's the... It's a drink, the, drink turkey? No, no, no. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a duck and a chicken and a turkey. Oh, that. It's called a turduncan. I've okay. heard of those. Okay, that, that's interesting. How do you do that? You stuff yeah. a duck and a chicken inside a turkey? Yeah, or or it's that, or it's a chicken and a duck and a turkey. All I know is the turkey is last. <laughs> See, he really, he really is America, you know? Yeah, he America. knows it all. <laughs> America. 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 Yeah. America. America. Now, now, I just America. Ma- now, I just, now I just imagine the continental U.S. having bunny ears for some reason. And this- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We invented crack and disco. Who, <laughs> <Ooh>, buddies? <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the reason why we have America on the show, um, uh, uh, actually DJ Ear on the show, is because tomorrow sees the launch, the release of the sounds of the Sonic Stadium album. So, congratulations. Yay! Yay! Thank you very much. Yes, as Zonny is um, typing right now, the Freedom Lounge. This is the Freedom Lounge <laughs> with the America. Uh, and Tony and Casey. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you you are the director of the of the album. So I thought it would be nice if you could come on the show and tell everybody what the sounds of the Sonic Stadium is. Sure, uh, um, I don't know it already. So the sound of Sonic Stadium is a proposed twice the showcase of Sega and Sonic remixes from members over at the Sonic Stadium. And uh, I'm, I'm leading it. I, I spoke with uh, Visitor Jeff Hogg, who ran the... Um, uh, <coughs> rest in peace. Uh, TSS MFA 12, 11... I don't, I don't remember the names. Too many acronyms. Um, but... My my goal was to take the the concept of those albums and sort of breathe new life into them because uh, you know they they kind of just fell off there unfortunately um, and I wanted to just sort of maintain the you know fun and creative spirit that we had with those while um, sort of trying to, trying to focus a little bit more on giving ourselves enough time to meet deadlines and promote and do all the kinds of things that I. I do with my own, you know, music, and I've been doing that for a couple years now. And um, I, regardless of how successful it is, um, it does it does help in a lot. Oh, wait, so you, I've been you do uh, music. Oh, we didn't know that. Oh, here on oh no, no, we never played your stuff here. 
I've been should, I've been making music for like ten years. Something. Yeah, you should play um, some of your remixes or something because I I don't think any of the Radio Sega listeners knew that I'll, I'll have to send you my my back catalog <laughs> no, I have I've been making music for about 13 years I've been DJing yeah, I, for I was just kidding because five, you're so. sort of a celebrity around here so oh I yeah. thank you so um so yeah the uh, the album's just sort of supposed to be a, a smaller uh, shorter production um and and that way that I think that'll let us do about two of them each year Uh, with a little bit of uh, wiggle room and, and downtime so that we can kind of relax and, and collect our thoughts afterwards. And I'm hoping that this is something that we can continue to do again and again and again and again and again. So the first one of these uh, is um, coming out, like, like you said, tomorrow on Friday the 28th. And um, it's, it's looking to shape up to be pretty darn cool. I think we've got... Uh, about 20 different artists, including myself, and Ooh. roughly exactly 33 uh, tunes. Um, so it, it all comes out to about two full hours, uh, give or take, of Sega and Sonic the Hedgehog remixes, and a couple of original tunes as well. Awesome. Yeah, I think one of the main concerns with... Um The last one was, I think, TSSMA 12 or something. The Sonic yeah. Stadium Music Adventure 2012. I think or that's 20, the tw No, 2013 and Knuckles. <laughs> Wasn't that the, 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 the next one? That was the second one. Mm. Okay. The first one was yeah. just 12. So, okay, so whatever it was called. It's like those Sonic and Mario and Sonic games. Too many uh, initials on there, so it's hard to exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that the last one fell short uh, quality wise. I think uh, it's just a personal opinion. Uh, I think having too many tracks uh, and probably done in a, in a short period of time uh, didn't allow people to uh, put out their best works. I think so. Was quality one of the main concerns while putting together the sound of the Sonic Stadium album? It was. Um, actually, with the with the last album, um, the one that was like 10 discs long, um, <laughs> yeah. and like, like six hours or some nonsense, um, to be totally honest, we had, I, I believe we had almost an entire year or half a year or something like that. Like the deadline just kept pushing out further and further and further and I, I I get the sense that people probably had a really long time to work on their you know their submissions and then they had even longer um, to, to finally um, get them in but something that I was always sort of I don't want to say complaining but um, trying to stress even though I wasn't really a staff or in, in charge of the album at all is that I, I always like to view quality over quantity and in my eyes I think a smaller album with better music is much more valuable than a larger album with really not a whole lot of great music and I did uh, take that into account when it came to the, uh, the sound of the Sonic Stadium uh, album because 
I I wanted there to be a little bit of a bar, a little bit of a quality bar, um, you know. And I I had a couple of restrictions on things. I was like, hey, listen, you know, if your song sounds you know like shit. Can I swear, by the way? If your song sounds like shit, uh, <laughs> like Duty, Duty Kaka, and um, I, and it's just and uh, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna accept your submission. And I understand, like everyone kind of starts off, you know, at a different skill level. You know, not everyone is, you know, Beethoven right out of the gate. Um, and some people still like to draw with crayons after, you know, working very, very hard to graduate up to Crayola markers. The the sort of difficulty then becomes where do I draw the line with, um, you know, the, the quality standards? Yeah, exactly. Do I, I allow one that. thing or another? Yeah. Um, there were a couple of submissions that I had to, like a, I'm I'm not gonna accept that. And there were a couple that I kind of I don't want to say let slide through, but I had to sort of look at them and go, well, you know, it's not the it's not the greatest sounding uh, song production wise, but I did find it kind of catchy and fun, so I let it onto the album, and I I think that's a pretty good way to look at things. Yeah, I think. Um these kinds of, of albums and community efforts uh, can only uh, can also contribute to help people improve their skills. So, if your song didn't make it to the album, maybe you can learn from your mistakes and try again next time. And maybe exactly. Ask people what went wrong? What you should do better? Yeah. And the uh... if, you, if you allow everyone everything to be on the album, no one learns anything. Right. Um... The thing I was going to say is that, you know, based on how successful the, this album is, and regardless of how successful the album is, let's put it that way, I'm going to do it anyways. Um, in, in January of next year, I'm going to start the next album. And so there's only going to be, a, you know, a month downtime in December where, uh, you know, people can rest and relax and enjoy, you know, the album. And then... Well, for those of us who you know make make the music, come January, I'm gonna I'm gonna shove people right back in and go, hey, you've got three months. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and that way we'll have a we'll have an, a, another release out in uh, May of next year. Cool. cool. With any luck. Yeah, I think that's that's great. As I was saying, uh, there were a, a few songs on the last album that were really good quality-wise, but uh, there were a lot of, uh, let's say, dubious <laughs> songs. Quality. No, I would ag I would agree. I, yeah. I'll be the I'll be the first. I'll be the I'll be the asshole that stands up and says, "Yeah, there were." Um, you know, I. It was too long, actually. So I, I don't think anyone. Uh, was able to listen to the whole thing in one sitting. I, I think no, you really Rexy can't. Did a, we'll, we will talk about that in a bit. But uh, Rexy did a, a listening party to for the the last album. I'm not sure if she played everything. Don't think so because it was really long. I'm not sure. I'm not I don't sure. even I can, remember that remember. far back. I can't remember, but uh, uh, I, I'll, I I doubt it because it was really really long. I think I it took me a week or something to. To listen to the whole thing uh, 
I would I would say that out of out of the quote unquote ten discs, um, there was maybe one or two full discs of really great music that I thought, you know, hey, yeah. regardless of the musical genre, mm -hmm. just the production value and the arrangements really I felt shined. Even if they were, you know, you know, something that I that I wouldn't really normally listen to. I was just like, hey, they did a really good job with this tune. And I'd say there was maybe, you know, a good two discs worth. Uh, and everything else was just kind of, I, I got the impression was just kind of, hey, I made a song. Can I be on the album? Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you gotta, so you I gotta have some too. quality control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like Sonic Boom. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I see where this is going. <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, what if people want to uh, get a little taste of uh, Sonic, uh, Sound of the Sonic Stadium 2014? Um, where can they head to? Um, the. It's kind of an interesting question. The main URL for our, for our website right now is projects.sonicstadium.org slash sound dash of dash tss dash 2014 which is really long and <laughs> none of you even remember it even after I just said it but a much easier thing to do is to probably just head on over to Twitter or Facebook and look up sound of tss and that'll take you to our twitter facebook page and from there you can find where we've posted um uh we've got our own youtube teaser uh with uh, a little song on there um from the album as well as a few previews Uh, um, from a, a couple of the tracks from the album on our SoundCloud. Um, now that SoundCloud isn't actually on our website yet. I don't think it's necessary because we're so close to, to release time anyways. But if you go to our social media accounts, you'll find plenty of links on there to where you can listen to uh, the album as it is right now. Yeah, we'll actually play a couple of those previews after the interview is done. So... Uh, don't go anywhere just listen to two of the tracks uh, and if you want to listen to the whole thing you can tune in tomorrow to Radio Sega uh, 9pm GMT Rexy uh, will be back with her uh, Sega Mixed Drive show and we'll have a listening party to, for the, the whole thing right? So the whole correct thing. how, how yep. much how long is the is the album? It's it's maybe a minute or two over two hours. So, as far as I'm aware, I don't think there's anyone that's on immediately after her. I'm not sure. There's no one. Oh, then perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> screw it. We'll just go for as long as we want, and then we'll have an after party, and it'll be awesome. Woo. No, um... We'll we'll go on. We'll she'll play the whole uh, the whole album, and then once the last song is finished, I will flip a switch and I will release the the uh, the link uh, on our website and all over our social media accounts, and people will be able to go download the album. Awesome, awesome. Uh, one last thing I, I forgot to to ask. So there's a, a theme to this album, right? Uh, Correct. Uh, around the phrase "out of the ashes." Can Correct. Explain? <laughs> um, self explanatory. Um, like I said, the point of this album is to sort of rise out of the ashes of the uh, Sonic Stadium 
music adventure uh, album series, and so I wanted to uh, I wanted to give uh, a, some themes to our to our albums and allow the uh, the artists to kind of work those themes into their into their music if they so choose. And uh, I felt well, nothing nothing better than to just start with uh, you know. These the uh, proverbial phoenix rising from the ashes. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. So, uh, does this mean we'll have a theme to every album from now on? Correct. Awesome, interesting. Yep. So, we're curious to actually. I'm I'm curious to listen to the whole thing tomorrow. So, uh, and I'm curious to know to find out what you guys will bring out next time because I think this this idea is awesome. And if it improves the quality of the, the album, uh, kudos to you. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, mm, and something is telling me I have to click on something to continue recording. Okay. Uh, yeah. Technical issues. Okay. It's, it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. This is the Sega Lounge. <laughs> Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Yeah. It's, it's uh, every week the same thing. At least we have a show this week. And... Sega didn't pull the plug on on this week's show. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We'll play um, two previews. We'll play uh, a preview of a track by Urban Flow called Ambient Essence, and then we'll have Mr. Sonic Six Nine Nine. Interesting. Uh, featuring General Offensive with Running Sky High. So that uh, those are the two previews we'll be playing uh, just after this. But I think it's time to thank America for uh, joining us on the show tonight. It was awesome being here, guys. Yeah. Anytime you need freedom, you know who to call. <laughs> so <laughs> happy things. Don't listen to everyone. Canada. They don't know. The Canada. Don't ever listen to Canada. They don't. They don't know what. <laughs> I mean. They're, they're, Okay, okay. Canada has Wizard Jeff Hogg. Okay, Canada's pretty cool, but like, America. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, everyone, this was DJ Ear. <laughs> Say goodbye. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Don't forget, everyone, to listen to Second Mixer Drive tomorrow, 9 p.m. GMT with Rexy, and the whole album will be played so and apparently you will be there so if you I will do complain you can you can do it live on the show yes send your send your complaints to Rexy and I will watch as she uh, handles them <laughs> yeah just uh, send her a private message in the RFC chat room. <laughs> and she'll be like oh what what what's 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 this what's this and yeah anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. I will attack them for attacking Rexy it'll exactly. be it'll be much fun Yay, fun times uh, after Thanksgiving. It will be the true Black Friday. Uh, yes. Yes, with blood. Uh, Ear, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good luck. Uh, good luck on the on the the sound of the Sonic Stadium. Actually, I'll I'll call it so TSS fourteen because that's thank how you very much. Yeah, so TSS fourteen. It's the it's the official name of the album. Right. For a second there, I thought for a second there, I thought you called ear TSSC fourteen. I was like, wait, what? TSSC? No, no, not no TSSC. guys, we don't like those guys. Why? Why do you do this to me, Casey? We love you, Tony. Anyway, it's all about the Sonic Stadium because it's so TSS. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's actually better. So TSS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Sonic Stadium 
here on the Sonic Stadium. With are your host. <laughs> Freedom. So, everyone, take a listen to Urban Flow and Ambient Essence. <laughs> and we'll be right back with uh, the After Hours segment of the show. <laughs> Everyone, we're back. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega, and we just uh, we, yeah we were talking to America, America, yeah, uh, America, and uh, now that America is gone, uh, we can talk about the news, and I'll be talking about the news with my good fellow over there, Tony, who is not here at the moment. He's eating turkey or something, but we have him in pre-recorded form. Uh, so, yes. hello, Donnie, time for Donnie's News Corner. We need to ask uh, America to do an intro for Donnie's News Corner. <laughs> Donnie's News Corner with freedom. In ham, evil ham. <laughs> so, Donnie's News Corner. Uh, take it away. So, there was news, and it was quite good. Did you know that there was news, and it involved the humble Sega bundle being on sale for just a dollar? You didn't know that? I <gasps> Did you know that there's a tech demo available? Th- th- for- there's a the, uh, Dreamcast t-shirt on that there's page. A- if you pay 50 bucks or more, I think you get a, an exclusive Dreamcast t-shirt. 
which is quite awesome. Did, did you know that Casey is on the t-shirt for the Dreamcast? No? Because it didn't actually happen, I lied. Uh. <laughs> that would be awesome. Or maybe not, but yeah. There was more uh, Legion Shadows uh, news. They added more trailers. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I'm just gonna pretend like I did because I'm tired. What trailers? Is- yeah, trailers. Yeah, you did. No, you no, Elysian, <laughs> Elysian Shadows. I, I think it's Elysian Shadows. I say Elysian, but I think it's Elysian. That's how the guys say it. So we are Elysian. They're, they're making the game, so I think they, they know better. All your Elysians belong to us. <laughs> All your shadows. All your shadows belong. Elysian Maria. Maria! Shadows. Yes. Sonic, Sonic Boom, Rise of Maria. Um. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys remember Elysian Shadows, or Elysian Shadows, whatever. This guy here trying to upstage me, look at this. Uh. The game the game is coming out next year. So. I, I hear there was also a bunch of Sonic Boom news too, because you know the last time we did a show, I believe it was before Sonic Boom even released. Yes, the world was be- a better place. <laughs> oh, so. yeah, it was a it was a much better place. You know, you didn't have opinions being shoved down our your throats. <laughs> you didn't. Well, then again. Uh, <laughs> by by the way, what's your thoughts on on Sonic Boom on the games? Uh, the Sonic Boom cartoon is amazing. You should go check out the cartoon. You know, it's really, <laughs> it's really amazing. Uh, Sonic Boom: Rise of Lyric. It's a game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Sonic that's a compliment, Boom, I think. Sonic Boom: Shattered Crystal is a crystal in the shape of a game. You can lock onto it, and it'll it'll be all amazing and stuff. No, not really. Have you played it's, both? <clears throat> no, I've only played Rise of Lyrics. I only played uh, Shattered Crystal. So maybe we can lock onto each other. And yay! No. Are you implying that we can lock onto each other? Don't be a pervert. Well, don't be a hypocrite. You know, don't you're be the a one pervert. Th- Just think with your fingers. That's don't be a. Dangerous. That's a, that's so much that. that the hypocrisy is just strong from your penis, you know? Like No, 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 no. Pingus, pingus. D- don't be like that. It's the same damn thing. <laughs> there are children listening to us. Yeah, after they hear the interview with America, they're not going to want to listen to it. America! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So, yeah. So, you didn't like Rise of Lyric, I take it? No. So I, I shouldn't buy it. Yeah. Uh, bit Sega, so go for it. <laughs> if, even if, if I didn't, if even if I did want to to buy it, I couldn't because I can't find it anywhere in Portugal. That's interesting. I <laughs> didn't have any trouble uh, finding Hatsune Miku Predictive F Second. <laughs> I'm having uh, trouble finding Sonic Boom. I had to buy the, the digital version of Shattered Crystal. I don't want to buy the digital version of Rise of Lyrics, so I'm waiting to find a physical copy. Someday, maybe next year, not sure. Until then, I'll be a better man, better person. Let's see. Let's see. So, um... Awkward silence. Well, you expect anything different from us, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's not like it's a Sega lounge or anything, you know, we're just doing news core and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, hi. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all that that's happened. Like, you know, Sonic Boom came out, you know, everyone loved it. You know, that they really did love Rise of Lyric. I, I'm, I mean... Eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what, what country is that on? <laughs> oh, America, right? Yes. Yeah, I live in Portugal. I. I yeah, America loves. Yeah, America loves Sonic Boom. You know, they actually renamed themselves the United States of Boomica um, because Boom-ica. of this. Sorry. Boomica. Boomica. So, um, instead of freedom, boom, boom. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, show, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really it. All that, so, in short, if you want to play Sonic Boom, go buy uh, Hatsune Miku Projective F Second, <laughs> which I hear uh, did b- uh, better in, in the charts than Sonic Boom. And, and it's awesome because it's it's a really good game. It's a really good rhythm game. I'm addicted to it right now on my Vita. So if you have a Vita or a PS3, uh, buy Project Evo F Second because it's yeah. I, I think that the 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 slogan for Project Evo F Second should be um, Hatsune Miku Project Evo F Second because it's better than Sonic Boom. Maybe okay. Not. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Just why can't you just celebrate Thanksgiving? You know, because I, I, what should I thank? What should should I be thankful for? Sonic Boom. Aaron Weber. <laughs> you can always thank Aaron Weber and Mike Foley. <laughs> yeah. And you can always have Evil Ham for Thanksgiving. You know. Yay, Evil Ham. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, that's all for the news, right? So we should... Yeah, pretty much. We should say bye and tell everyone what the next show on Radio Sega will be. Do you know next what show, the next show will be? Uh, it'll be a show and it'll probably be on some site. I don't know. Um, but I hear it's quite good. You should go check it, check it out. Uh. So you have, you have three options. Tonight's Sega Lounge Challenge for Donny. Option A, RSN Live with voice in a couple of hours. Option B, Sega Mixer Drive with Rexy tomorrow at 9pm GMT. Or option C, Radio Sega Sub 40 Countdown with myself on Monday. Dun, dun, dun. So make sure to watch the Sonic News Show Sunday nights on uh, Sonic Paradox. Uh, <laughs> it never happens. I can't help that, you know. Because you dragged me onto this show and I was like, okay. And, and then my other show was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so the show is sad because you're never around now. Oh. Uh, it, it, it's just, I don't know, like... There's two things I gotta sort out for that. Not to mention live stream, I can't rely for broadcasting the show anymore. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. Okay, so the next show on Radio Sega should have been... Uh, it's ours and life. No, it's not. That's what I was going to say. Uh, it should have been that, but uh, there's no ours and life tonight. Because thanks. So you just... So you told me the next show... No, I, I, gave you, I gave you three different options. Yeah, one of them wasn't, was sooner than the other, but it turned out that it wasn't around. So yeah, you... so option B was the correct answer. But you didn't make it sound that way, damn it. Uh, so Why do you do this to me? Tomorrow, because you're Donny, and this is the second one. And because you're a trickster. <laughs> Evil ham. You're taking it. You're taking advantage of my sleep deprivation. I'll have you know that Big Red Button considers sleep deprivation a very, very critical aspect of game development. So. <laughs> So I'll have you know that, that for all me, that made me laugh. <laughs> for all for all you know, I could be working on the next Sonic Boom game, and it will be called Sonic Adventure 3, and the fan base will be in even more of an uproar than they were for Sonic Boom. So Rise yeah. of Donny. <laughs> no, no, no. Rise of the Donny. Rise of America. America. Yardly. Uh. <laughs> We won't back to that again. <laughs> Featuring artwork by Tracy Yardley and music by Tomoya Otani. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's how Sonic Yoda says his name. Otani! Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we... we th- and I say Yuzu Koshiro! Anyway, uh, don't forget to tune in to Sega Mixer Drive tomorrow at 9pm GMT with Rexy, listening party for uh, Sound of the Sonic Stadium 2014, also known as So TSS 14, um, directed by America, and with America. 20 Here, different yeah. people working on uh, 33 tracks. Yes, uh, we will uh, also have. There won't be a Forever Sonic's Random Hour show this week, so the we I'm not sure if there's anything to cover for Forever Sonic. I don't think so. So the next show after Sega Mix, Mixer Drive will be uh, Radio Sega Stop 40 Countdown with a guy called KC or something. Monday 8 p.m. GMT. Then Sonic Yoda will be back with the Cyber Razor Cut on Wednesday. 8 p.m. GMT, unless he decides to move the show to, to Tuesday again. I don't think so. And the Sega Lounge will probably be back. We never know because we're never Stuff. prepared. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll be back next week, next Thursday at 8 p.m. GMT with another edition of the Sega Lounge. I've been. Uh, I've been KC. And with me tonight, aside from America, we had. Dunningham. So, uh, I thought I was sleep, sleep deprivation. Bum Industries presents Dunningham. It's see, here, delicious. See, here's the thing: when you do a special quote for the Sega Lounge, because I'm sleep deprivation for this episode, you can think sleep deprivation and would actually work this time. Unlike for Sonic Boom, where it doesn't work. <laughs> so that, that's in the credits of Sonic Boom. The sleep deprivation part? Is um, it? No, I, I'm a serious question. I don't know. Where are, is that just a joke? Because that would be awesome. Sorry, everyone. We were sleep <laughs> deprived, either. and so that's why the game sucks. 
XOXO Big Red Button Um Okay uh, Yeah Anyway uh, This was the Sega Lounge On Radio Sega And we'll be back next week So bye bye Bye